Welcome on back to Breathing New Life, a podcast exploring and rediscovering new metal, past, present, and future. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm the other host, Jeremy. And uh, Jeremy, Simon says, reunite. Yes, <laughs> they're back, dude. That's awesome, man. I almost forgot about that. I'm so glad you added that onto our uh, onto our schedule of, of all the awesome topics we're talking about today. Yeah, just a quick one to uh, start off here because uh, Simon says, kind of like a new middle and not new middle band at the same time because they've have a couple albums with kind of rather di- drastically enough different sounds their first album very like emo pop punk pop punk and everything like that and their second album obviously took a lot more of a direction that's you know was a modern rock at the time back in like 2001 ish i think mm-hmm. it came out i can't remember and um just a very uh it's it's just very like of the time album too. Like it just really fit with every other kind of popular rock band at the time, you know, new metal and new metalish and everything. And uh, but yeah, they're just quick news article I found on you know the other day just that they were going to reunite. And um, I didn't read too much into it other than the headline. I just thought it'd be nice to share. There's going to be people out there that probably listen to us and probably fans of Simon Says and just. If they haven't gotten the news themselves, well, hey, we're sharing it with you right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good band. So any of those that didn't remember them from back in the day, or if you're part of the younger group where you're just now kind of discovering new metal uh, due to the second wave, um, Jumpstart came out in 99, Shut Your Breath in 2001, both great albums. um, and, And their big hits would be like Slider, Blister, Sever. All those songs are really good, but I would definitely... um check those out. And then actually a buddy of mine, um, and I don't know if you remember this song, but uh, it's called Dead Weight. And it's like a very slower, different, it's a little bit different than what they normally do, but it's like a a choice deep cut that I would recommend. Okay. I don't know. I, what I did do is when I heard this news, I did go back and listen to both albums by them. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, just one, just a one playthrough or whatever. And I was just like, the, I, I go back to the first album. I'm just like I don't remember like them being like this or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm, I I don't. I they were a band that was very under the radar. Otherwise, like just they were there, but like literally when new metal was dying, nobody really thought too much about them after that. It's not like they really made many made much music after that. I believe, but like I think that like three of the members formed another band and everything like that. So I don't really think it wasn't really like Simon Says anymore. Anyways, right? Yeah. So giving it a, a shot and then listen to it I'm like okay well the first one was like well weird I, I don't remember like because it's the the first album is just like very god it, it is so just like that weird late 90s pop punk uh research and sound and everything like that and then the second album is like okay yeah this is like straight up like a, a really like a new metal sounding album like so I I get it it's kind of weird they kind of like what kind of like fan base do you have? Like, do you actually have a lot of people that listen to both and dr- truly enjoy both, or do you have people like, okay, I only like them when they were pop punk, or I only like them when they were new metal? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like it, it, and like, I know, uh, 
I shared this news with like Roach Coach, and they, uh, but they did. I I didn't remember them doing that doing their album. They did it. Uh, they did a, an episode on on the second album back in 2020, mm-hmm. and I don't remember that. But like I I thought they were gonna maybe do that do that now with this news or whatever. But like oh yeah, we already did that. Like oh damn, I forgot. Sorry. Uh, but they're like they're they're like yeah, it's good to know that they're reuniting all that stuff. So we'll have to see what it's gonna be like too. I mean, I. I don't think they really have any clips of music yet, but they will have a three single uh, EP uh, early next year. They said, which awesome. uh, yeah, I hope it's really good. Just like it, just but I don't, I don't know what to expect. That's the thing that they they actually don't have a truly like specific sound, given um, that they had two albums with with pretty different. We we pretty much fall into pretty different genres in a, a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I, I guess one of the things is that they're kind of like, they're kind of like that. They're more like if I put them in a in a genre, they're 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 the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack genre. That's what they are. There you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, I guess, yeah. That, 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 that's a great alliteration there. Yeah. If that was a, if that was a genre, that that'd be Simon Says right there because any songs from either of those albums could fit could fit on like anything from Tony Hawk. Hundred percent. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just excited too, and I'm 100% in agreement with you that really we don't know what to expect coming from these guys, so I'm, you know, obviously hoping that it's a little bit more back to what we're into as far as on the new metal side of things, so yeah, just looking forward to it, man. Yeah, there there hasn't been like a lot of news yet that's coming out, but, you know, as soon as we hear more or, or a track comes out, we'll be able to share that, you know, ASAP. Right on the other. Looking forward to it. It's going to take you know a few more months before we hear anything. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So on to like our main topic that I basically brought up for this episode was on Louder Sound. They have an article of ten terrible new metal albums <laughs> with one classic song, which is when we go through this is a horrible take on this. I really got to say, I. I'm, I've gone through this before this this list here, and uh, I'm 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 pretty upset about it. Really, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um, so to start off, though, they do talk about the biscuits. Um, results may vary with the song "Eat You Alive." I have listened to "Results May Vary," but it's not a s- album that I've gone back to at all in years, and. You probably listen to a lot more than me. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? Um, I mean, Eat You Alive is a great song. Results may vary. Not so much. Uh, okay. It's it's just a very... I mean, of course, this is when Wes Borland left. Um, they bring in, if I remember correctly, the former guitarist of Snot. It just didn't have the same feel to it. And they really tried different things. Um it was a little bit more of a departure. I mean, obviously that there were some elements that, you know, carried over from the previous albums, but it just, um, yeah, overall it was just, and, eh, but each your lives a good song. So, I mean, I would have to agree with this, but yeah, as we go through this list, um, I I'm thinking that it's possible that, uh, the author of this article may not be the biggest new metal fan. So maybe there's a little bit of slight there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, that's that's really all there is to say about that. Like Eat You Alive, you know, good song. I've heard it quite a few times over the years, but I don't know the I don't remember the whole album that much. Like I said, not really I didn't really listen to that much Limp Biscuit after like significant other anyway, so 
Yeah, um, but I, I mean, and of course, you know, they had that cover of Behind Blue Eyes. Not a bad song, but overall, it's, it is, in my opinion, at least a forgettable album. I mean, all, you know, there, there's so many other albums that I would put ahead of results may vary. Um, but so far, one for one, I will give, I will give uh, louder sound credit on, on this one. Right on. Uh, next one they list is Turn Me On, Mr. Dead Man by the Union Underground off the album An Education and Rebellion. And I got to wholly disagree with this because I think that album definitely had a lot more good tracks on there than just this. Don't get me wrong. This is their big, like, hit song and everything like that. Really, in a lot of ways, sadly, they were really a one-hit wonder of, of mm -hmm. new metal. But that album, though, I still have a lot of great songs. I mean... Um, South Texas Death Ride is a great track, and uh, a lot of people like Natural High off of that album. And don't get me wrong, turn me on, Mr. Demet. It's a freaking just like a banger, though. It's it, it. A lot of people talk about how like a band has one you know notable song that defines their sound, and they like, talk about like Bodies by Drowning Pool. Like this is their you know Bodies of that mm -hmm. album. Don't get me wrong, but I really liked that album overall, and. I really like the industrialized, you know, industrial rock aspect of the album overall. Wasn't like leaning too hard in one or the other. And I just, I just dug it. I, I really, I don't know. I used to listen to the album a lot when I was younger. I, I used to, you know, it, it just when we all had just CDs and all that stuff, mm -hmm. I would listen to that CD all the way through. Really nothing about where I remember skipping too many songs or anything like that. Now I haven't listened to it all the way through in a while. You know, I don't know if it, age would, you know, make a difference, but songs that they have some notable songs and memorable songs on it on there. And the only thing I can say otherwise is, God, now I can't. I know the the track is escaping me, but their their second single, I have to think about it off the top of my head real quick. Um, Revolution Man, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Revolution Man was one of the other singles that they did, and it. The thing is, it references like suicide by gunshot, and so when they released the song, it had to be censored for that and everything like that. Um, and yeah, so I can understand maybe why that probably doesn't like win over as many like casual fans or anything like that. Any mainstream fans when it comes to that, it, it was just that. That's one of the I, songs that where. As a single, probably kind of weak, but like overall on the album, still fits. It's still not a bad song. So it, I can understand like it being a case of being the most memorable, Mr. Deadman being the most memorable track of the album, but the album still had some other great songs that I think a lot of people appreciated. So I think this one is, is way off base for me. I'm, I'm giving this one a, a zero. So. I unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I just, I, I have a total, I'm on the opposite side. I, I could not stand these guys. Ah. I, I could not. And Turn Me On, Mr. Dead Man seemed like a blatant ripoff of Power Man 5000, the, um, When Worlds Collide. It just, mm -hmm. and obviously this is back when you listen to the radio and it's like, I heard this like every freaking 30 minutes. I, I, my friends love these guys. Like I had several friends that like really liked these guys. I never got into them because it seemed like every single that they had, it's like they're ripping off somebody like, um, and I don't know if it was their second single, but there's one where I'm like, man, they're ripping off from Alice in Chains. It just seemed like they didn't have like, I, I don't know, to me at least, their songs, whenever I heard it, I'm just like, this isn't really original. And 
Um, I just, and I was like, I don't know. I was like, were they new metal? I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, personal bias here, but like, I'd have to agree that I just, um, I, I just gotta be really honest. I, I can understand why these guys were here today, gone tomorrow, you know, like a one hit wonder. So I'll, I'll have to be on the other side of the fence with this one. Well, that's fine. Like I, I, I'm not, it's not going to change my feelings about it too. I sure. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. one of the things that they, they were pretty popular for, like they had a song, um, all across oh, America or somewhere mm -hmm. or like that. I forgot what the name is, but it was the opening theme for um, WWF, WWE's Monday Night Raw for years yeah. and shit like that. And then eventually, uh, I think after that, it was uh, Papa Roach became the new opening theme after that or something like that. So they, 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 it's kind of funny because that song was not on an album or anything like that. That was, that was made as just like a single and it only ended up being used for the opening theme for for Monday Night Raw. And I don't know, they, they were a band that I don't know why things really dissolved and, and they didn't really keep going anywhere. I don't know if it was just lack of, of support or lack of success or whatever. I I can understand maybe you don't like them under new metal in a way, but mm -hmm. I, I think they, I don't think they're any more out of place in new metal than a band like say, Spine Shank being a new metal, but hmm. even though they were more of an industrial side of things, you know. And I can understand, like, oh, they're like a copycat Parman 5000. Well, you know what the ironic thing is? I actually did see, I think they actually toured they with Parman 5000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I think so. I think they How were, about I, that? I think they were on the same tour. So I could be wrong. I don't remember, but I did see them live once, I believe. Um, there were two two major, like, new middle-ish concerts around on at the time, and it was like, like I remember Crazy Town was on one and I think like Dope was on the other. They were two mm -hmm. two of the opening bands and when like Static X was a headliner. I think I think it was like Static X and Parman Five Thousand together. Can't remember. I'm so lost when it comes to that, but there were so many great shows and so many great tours at the time. So it's like it all jumbles together. It's, it's sure. such a freaking yeah. time. But like I think Union Underground was on that with them as well. So I'm not surprised that, you know, okay, fine. You find them a copycat Parman 5,000. It's, there is a lot of elemental similarity between that album and say like their first and Parman 5,000's first two albums, mm -hmm. especially some of the more experimental stuff that Parman 5,000 was doing in the first album, Mega Kung Fu Radio. I could see those similarities. Not really leaning too hard into the industrial thing, but you know more rock thing. And but it was kind of like rock with some industrial elements to it. Yeah, it's kind of what they were both trying, both kind of doing at the time. So uh, we have different takes on that, but I I'm gonna stand in my corner and say it's definitely a better album than what this. I think this this um, the person writing this article is giving. So. I don't know. It's 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 going to be a very divide another very divisive band for a lot of fans anyway. So yeah. Oh, by the way, too, like Union Underground is actually going to be touring uh, early next year as well with Soil. So that's yeah. Isn't that crazy, man? Blast from the past with both those guys. That's, that's I know. That's crazy. A lot of these like new metal revival things, and there's another new metal tour that was just announced with like Nonpoint, I think. Um, and head PE maybe I don't Sign remember. Me up. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a oh, lot yeah. of these and like, and like two of the last dates on this tour next year. It's the end of March and it's one's like the north part of Wisconsin, the other one's south of 
uh, Wisconsin border and Illinois for me. So I was like, it's like, which one can I choose? Because they're both pretty kind of far away from me. Right, right. So, <laughs> oh, well, whatever. We'll see if I can make it. You know, who knows? In about five, six months, maybe I'll be able to make a, a report on that. We'll see. There you go. All right. Next up, we're talking about um, Evolution off of Korn's Untitled album from 2007. Oh, wow. I just saw your reaction to that, man. I mean, I know Evolution, but Untitled, I've never really listened all the way through since the first time it was re- it was released and i just i don't i think it's because i probably didn't like that album that much overall so i don't even know i don't even think evolution is that great of a song either no that's a, it's that's not that's a, okay <laughs> it's is the album overall just kind of terrible or what i mean i like it's a thing i don't understand Evo- i mean evolution is well known song by them is a it was a single from the album don't get me wrong right and it was 2007 and people are still wanting corn and well you know it wasn't the greatest period of time for Korn's, nope. like, you know, album for other songwriting and everything. But it's evolution. I don't know what do you have to say. Uh, all I got to say is that this is the time period where there was no head in the band, and no head in the band means not really good music. And I hated the singles, so I didn't even take two seconds to listen to the album. So mm. I just have to agree with it because I guarantee you, if if I started playing um, this uh, the untitled album. I'm not going to like it, dude. I'm just telling you right now. I, I can already tell just based off the singles that I heard around that time. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think either of us have much to say about that album. Yeah. We it's can probably, just move on. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably a period of time just very forgetful when yeah. it comes to the current timeline. Yeah. All right. So this one's going to be, uh, God, this is going to be really. Here we go. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a very, um, Debated one, I guess. For for uh, I don't know why I say debate, but very. Uh, it kind of hits pretty pretty hard, pretty close to home for for you, especially. And, oh uh, yeah, especially when it comes to the fact that it's relevant to a, to what we're discussing later on in the episode. Yeah, but we're going to be talking about poem by Taproot off of the album Welcome in two thousand two. I be honest, I should have probably listened to this album as well more recently because of the new album coming out, and. I don't know. I don't remember it being a bad album overall, but I don't, I won't say it was the like most standout album at the time either. I think especially because of when it came out, but I don't, I don't remember anybody really like dissing the album. So I don't understand this quite. I, I understand it, that poem is like their, their standout single. Obviously it's a breakthrough song for them really and everything like that. But I mean, especially with all the talk about them now, recently and everything like that just i don't really get this as much maybe you are a much bigger taproot fan and maybe you can speak to this more than i can obviously so far and and i'm almost going to go on a limb here because i i haven't gone all the way through the list yet this is the most wrong take out of the whole list right now um obviously i'm you know big taproot fan but poem yeah it's just if you think about I mean, maybe it's not the greatest new metal song of all time, but I mean, if you do like a top 10, top 20 new metal songs, what comes to mind? This is definitely one of them. It, it's a total standout. Uh, now, granted, I think a lot of people can agree that with Taproot Gift, that just set the high bar. They've never touched that, I don't think. I don't think they've ever made another one that's even close to Gift. And I say that in, in a positive light. I mean, it's just an amazing album, but... Welcome was solid, and it, it took a, a slight direction. It was still new metal, but um, they kind of they, they kind of changed their 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 style just slightly. But um, it, it's got tons of good songs on there, and they also had the the um, the single "Mine" was on there. 
Um, a deep cut that I love is Myself. Like, it, it, that's a great new metal song. So I, I think they're way off base with this one. All right. I have not much else to say regarding this. I don't dislike Poem. Obviously, I really do like the song. I just can't, um, I can't, I, I don't have much to say about Welcome in general. And, you know, I'm just going off of what you're saying. It's solid and everything like that. And I yeah. really should have listened to it again. And obviously with all the talk of Tepper lately, I really should have just given myself a chance to listen to that again. And I really didn't think about that when it came to this, to this article either. So, well, I think after this, you know, episode or whatever, I'll, I'll go back and listen to it and, and just be like, yeah, okay. And then I'll be able yeah. to, you know, have a better opinion. But uh, it's going to be all, you know, after the fact, sadly. But, oh, well. Yeah. All right, moving on to uh, this one. Okay, so Edema, The Way You Like It, off of their self-titled album in 2001. And I will give it that this is definitely the most, like, radio hit al- song off the album. I do not agree with it being like just the one classic song off of it though, because their first single giving in was actually, I think was actually a really good song. Very, I mean, it really fit the whole like tortured, like new metal kid thing. Like it, but talking about your, you know, some, some legitimate um, deep, you know, dark feelings and all that stuff, putting it out there on an album. And I think the way that that song was produced and everything like that, and granted it, it had Jonathan Davis doing extra vocals on it and everything like that. So it, it added to that with the production and the way Jonathan Davis carried his voice. And obviously Mark being his, his half brother and them mm-hmm. having happened to have similar vocals down to a degree. It, um, it, it, the, giving him was a good song, good, um, introduction to that, but then their next single, the way you like it, very big uh, song, very rarity radio like, like just radio hit type song, and everything like that. Sure, the raps, the rap vocals of it, and everything like that, and just kind of like the somewhat, I don't know how to put it, abstract lyrics to it to a degree. At least the chorus feels somewhat abstract. The video was a big deal. It was, you know, them going around trying to get to it's 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 Edema trying to get to an Edema concert. It's kind of meta and all that stuff. And then in the end it ends up there they're talking to a couple of guys from Lincoln Park and everything like that. So with at the time they were touring with. So or they ended up being on a tour with I, mean, I don't know what the timeline was of when they recorded this video versus when Lincoln Park when they were touring with Lincoln Park and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole big deal. The connection to Lincoln Park. That was all kind of a big thing, but um, it, it is the most radio friendly. I don't want to say radio friendly per se, but radio like something you could definitely push onto the radio, in my opinion, at the time. And I I, I don't know why it's a one classic song because I, I I swear giving in probably tops that to a degree because it's a little bit darker. But maybe it's just depends on the audience. Yeah, um, I and th- and as soon as I read that, that was the first thing that came to mind for me. Is like, well, what about giving in? And I, maybe perhaps that's just debatable. Because um, I, I'll be honest, man, I can't remember what got more radio play. But uh, the way you like it is more of a formulatic, like, like okay, we need a new metal radio friendly hit and they kind of follow the blueprint for that. Um, and I can see where a lot of people are like, oh, this is just you know, this is 
bad new metal or kind of cheesy. I, I understand where people are coming from. I'm not going to lie. I still like the damn song. It's just something about it I dig. But I'm with you. Like, I think giving in is is more of a representation um, in, uh, of the album. And it's probably just, yeah, they're not a one-hit wonder. They had two hits. And, and I think that, you know, from the first album, it was good, man. I, I, I you know, granted, they didn't have the long shelf life. But uh, with these ones, I'm going to have to disagree with these guys. I think Adema, I, I think the debut album was solid. And um, yeah, they, I think they're wrong on this one. I, yeah, I, I think the album overall was pretty good. I don't think it was the strongest at the same time. But right. like, I love, I love, I love the song Freaking Out. And there's other, like, it's, it's, it's a lot more emotional song than what I think people give credit for. I mean, I'm, I mean, not the song. I'm, the the album overall itself is a lot mm -hmm. more emotional and touches on some uh, pretty deep topics. I think things like uh, I think there was a song Speculum. I think that's about abortion or, or you know losing a child or whatever um, before they were born or something like that. Is pretty freaking like deep deep top uh, deep subjects on that album. Yeah. And it's a little bit more, you know, some of those tracks are a little bit more emotional driven than others. Uh, it's a it's a good like spectrum of 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 range of emotions and all that stuff you know you have your your kind of party-ish song and you have some ones that touch on deeper darker darker subjects again i think it i think there's one of those things where if people gave it a, a shot and listened to it and like actually like not just and like really like kind of read a little bit more into the songs and the subjects of the songs topics of the songs i think people would give it a little bit more credit than mm -hmm. than what they do they just kind of think about you know these like the way you like it being this, you know, radio friendly rap new metal thing, and just like you gotta give them a little bit more credit on on the album overall, just because you didn't hear those songs, you know. But they they got in the two thousands, it was all about pushing songs that had to be had to be selling CDs and all that stuff. Like people didn't really do get the chance to do as artistic of. Of stuff and all that stuff, and I'm really kind of surprised that they got to lead off with with giving in because of how dark of a subject that one is. But they had to follow it up with the way you like it because they probably needed something that's going to help sell CDs. Yeah, I'm sure they get, they got a little bit of pressure from the record company, like you know, go go make a hit. Just kind of like like with like Deftones, where you know they had to have that extra um, you know rap metal radio rock song, you know, like go go make a hit. So I'm sure that they might have had a hand in that song. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the next one is oh going to be, yeah, this one's <laughs> very, 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 very divisive with a lot of people. Is it though? Uh, <laughs> uh, it is for me. I'll tell you that much. Oh, okay. Okay. So oh, this, this is going to be good, man. <laughs> so the next one is Butterfly by Crazy Town off the Gift of Game. And yes, it's Butterfly by Crazy Town. Who the fuck does not know this album or this song because of the, and and everything? And it was, I remember watching the movie. Um, I think it was called Orange County, and like literally they played this song three times in the movie as a fucking like just a joke to how fucking like everywhere it was off of this that one song. Yeah, and it, it sucks because I got into Crazy Town well before Butterfly came out. And I got the CD. I'm just like, okay, you know, Butterfly, whatever. It's 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 a it's a basically a, a rap love ballad, rap rock love right. ballad. 
but it's nothing compared to Dark Side or Toxic, which were the two songs I heard before. And they were actual like singles. They had videos on MTV. That's how I found out about it. And like, oh, this shit is awesome. I really loved those two songs. And I got into Crazy Town because of it. But then Butterfly came out, c- comes out and everybody shits on it because of it. I'm just like, this. It, it, I hate it because I think Butterfly really ruined the credibility that I think Crazy Town could have had overall if it wasn't for this one song. It was very much a, like, a sellout song. I don't know. I don't, they didn't write it to sell out. I don't think they, 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 they probably had a legitimate, you know, they, they had a legitimate whatever song. I don't know if there was anything where it was like the the record company tells them, okay, we need a song on your album. That's if 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 you guys don't make it big, we need something that's gonna sell. Or if it was just they they legitimately want to do this song and include it on the album, whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. I don't know. I don't really care. But there's so many other like the gift of game is an album that to me. I I enjoy it. I really enjoyed it at the time type of deal, but it did not age well and everything like that. I think like I even like tr- tracks like B Boy Two Thousand, which had KRS One on it, I believe. Yeah, it did. and there was no. There's other like you know hokey ones like Revolving Door and shit like that. But I think there's there's definitely some songs that you could pick out. I could definitely pick out Dark Side and Toxic and and B Boy Two Thousand and really like those songs. But I can understand that those other songs kind of take away from like the credibility and the quality of the album overall. Butterfly was just everywhere and um it's people didn't like it was such a hokey chorus and all this shit. I get it. I fucking get it. It but you know what? It put Crazy Town out there too. They they got, you know, their money for it probably and everything like that. They probably sold a shit ton of album because of it. Because of it. They got to, you know, get an actual second record deal because or a second album to be put out because of it. But Hey, you know it's it's butterfly. It, it's it's notoriously like poppy rap rock. It, it, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so so here's the crazy thing. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I and, and it's funny because yeah, Toxic was kind of like the first hit, but obviously Butterfly is the one that kind of really blew up and kind of you know gave them their 15 minutes of fame. But my brother actually got into them before I did and showed me Toxic. And um, I, I I don't know, man. It just I, I guess I have to go with the side of the ones that just weren't overly in, impressed with them. Um, the ironic thing is. I was not a fan because I, I listened to the album. I heard Dark Side, I, uh, Lollipop Horn. Um, it was just, it was just okay to me. Um, it was just kind of one of those new metal bands. I'm like, yeah, it's it's new metal, but I, it just didn't really stick with me. However, I'm in that small small group that actually likes the song Butterfly. I still do. I think it's a good song. It's not necessarily new metal. It's like you're saying. It's kind of like a hip hop rock ballad, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's a good song. It's not really representing the rest of what they do. Um, but yeah, this is another one I think we're going to have to be split on. I just, I, I just, I did not think much of these guys overall. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's fine. It's, it's one of those things where I, I get it from people like why they don't like that. Like I, there's plenty of other examples of, of, of butterfly type songs for other bands and everything like that. But it sure it, it it only stands me because like I think Dark Side and Toxic are good songs, and those are good songs that they come out and then fucking Butterfly comes out and just kind of like 
turns everything around as like as far as like making Crazy Town a to me a credible enough band otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's gonna be people who even will say, oh, even though oh Tom, even though you like those two songs, it doesn't really make a difference. Like they were just a shit band although all around, like eh, whatever. I mean, they they've got their issues too. It, it just but hey, whatever. It's I, I, I don't know. I, I I when I look back, I just like I can't really deny that I enjoyed those songs off of that album. And I, I think there is definitely some you could pick and choose some good songs off that. Like I can I can agree overall, whatever. You know. Mm. Butterfly, yeah. You know, it's it was annoying and everywhere. But Yeah, I mean it was I still like other yeah. songs <laughs> off that album, so I can't sit there and hate it. Right, right. I, I, I'll give this like a half. I'll give it, I'll get it a halfway as, as far as this. Like you're, you're you half right by half wrong because there's there's good stuff on there, but there is definitely some crap on it too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So so we can't completely disagree with them too much on this one, but no. yeah, like we're kind of meeting middle ground there. Yeah, I I, I agree with like the songs, you know, st- stances as, as overall, but and I just I just can't sit there and hate the whole album. But that's me. I I I have my taste, you know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So moving on to uh, Papa Roach's She Loved Me Not off of Love, Hate, Tragedy in 2002. And, you know, that's the follow-up to um, – that is that is the follow-up to Infest, right? Yes. Uh, okay. So I don't know this album that much. And I'll tell you why because I heard She Loved Me Not and I'm just like, okay, well, these guys went in a more like mainstream, like kind of like typical – Girl, you know, girlfriend hates me or girlfriend hates me, girlfriend broke up with me type of bullshit and everything like that. And just kind of got tired of hearing that kind of music all the time. And just like, whatever, this is what they want to, the kind of music they want to listen to. I'm not into it. It's, it's kind of weird because it's like they had a more legitimate, like, sound at first. You know, it was kind of punkish with like, you know, they did do some West Coast, you know, West Coast rap style vocals in it. Mm-hmm. And then they turn into it where it's almost like, like you talked about uh, with uh, another song where it's just a former leg where they used it, where the song is like a rock song, but then the bridge is a rap. It's just like, you just did it and put it in there because that's something people do. They just have a rap first in the middle of a song. Yep. So you did this as something that is just going to have elements that are just going to sell to people. Like this is obviously your, your, your this is your lead off single from your second album. Are you doing this because they're just trying to make a song that you know is gonna sound that's gonna have something like that kind of reminds people of what you were before, but you're gonna do it in a very commercial way or something? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what their thought process was on this one. I thought Infest was a great album. This one, I, I think I did the exact same thing as you. So uh, admittedly so, I can't speak to the album because like when I heard She Loves Me Not, I'm like, is it a bad song? Yeah, not necessarily. It's not like no. an amazing song, but it's not bad. But given the fact that it's a Papa Roach song, that's not what I was hoping to hear. And I understand that, you know, you can't always hope or or want to expect the same album every, every time. Um, but it just, it was too much of a departure for me. And... Um, yeah, I didn't give it a chance uh, for, for this album in particular. I mean, I do like some Papa Roach albums here and there, but for this one, it just didn't really. I mean, the, the this single and whatever other single they had was this the only single they had from this album? I don't think so, but um, like I'm really uh, trying to like go back in my head here because 
Let me look it up on Wikipedia real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I really don't think that they had any other. Uh, time and time again is the only other one that they're oh, saying. Oh yeah, I don't even remember that song, but I guess that just goes to show you. that. I remember that song now. Oh okay, but yeah, it's time and time again, something like that. I don't remember. I don't Great. remember what it goes uh, after yeah, that. But I'm that's still not going. interested. <laughs> I'm sure I'm making you really interested with my rendition of it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that song. I remember I, it's it seems like a weird period where they were kind of still writing off the 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 success of Infest and but going into more they 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 went from a lot less of the like skater rock type of deal to a more mm-hmm. uh, traditional hard rock modern rock type of deal that they were trying yep. to do there, kind of transition there. Maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe that's what they always wanted. Maybe that's just them growing up or whatever. Them, like, after all their experiences on the road and whatnot, they're like, oh, well, this is what we want to do now. But Yeah, and, and I think if you look through their discography up through now, they've had such a a sample, not even a sample size. They just have su- such a, um, I can't think of the word right now, just basically you... Spectrum, yeah. I mean, you could see from their first album up into their most recent, they they kind of go all over the place, and I think I think that's intentional. I think they're just one of those bands that they have a lot of influences, and they really want to just kind of play whatever they want to play, and I totally respect that. Um, so I, I don't think that I, I just I if, if I had to guess about Love Hate Tragedy. It wasn't like, oh, well, we got to stop doing all just, you know, rap rock, new metal stuff. We got to go more, you know, just mainstream rock. I I think it was just kind of like, hey, that was fun. Let's try this. Um, so I, I think they're just one of those bands that they did mainly what they wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, with this one, like I said, I, I never gave the album a chance. I and to be honest, if I listened to it. And like, also just for the fact that it's Papa Roach, it was some other like band. If this, if this was like their first album that they came out with, I'd be like, okay, it's not bad, you know, mm-hmm. but given the fact that it's Papa Roach and you're following up Infest with this. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in, when it's in contrast to your previous work that you were popular and known for, it is yeah. a different sound. It is kind of going off the tracks a little bit in, in a way. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. You know, it's kind of where there was a, Jacoby Shaddix, Mr. Kobe Dick himself, he uh, <laughs> he was like interviewed or something like that, and he talked about how he wants to be a legacy artist and stuff like that. So I think that probably kind of makes more sense when I talk about how much of a range of sound that, you know, range of rock sound that Papa Roach has gone down over the years, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of just kind of cover all hard rock bases at that point, right? Yeah. All right, so here's one that's kind of tough. The next album, the next song, I should say, is Mud Shovel by Stain off of Dysfunction. And Mud Shovel, classic breakthrough track from them. Everybody really loves it because it's just with such an angry song and everything like that and just fits so much about, like, you know, how you are feeling towards somebody and you're angry about about it and everything like that. Typical stained, tortured soul shit. You know, it's just hell yeah. It, it was. It, I mean, God, it's a classic new metal song, really. Like yeah. I can understand, but uh, I don't even know what the fuck. I just looked at this article and and They're so showing the vanilla link, ice. The video. Uh, yeah, it's the, the wrong shit. video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? 
I mean, you can talk about vanilla too cold by vanilla ice all we want. I, I mean, maybe we can later on. Just we'll, we'll burn that back up later. Right. But anyways, right. getting back on topic, disdain and much shovel and dysfunction. I remember listening to it, and I realized that there's a lot of like slower songs and, and everything like that on that album. There's some down tempo songs, but it's it's yeah, it's sad boy Aaron Lewis stuff. But it, it wasn't. I think the I think the thing was about when it comes to dysfunction is that his. The down tempo sad boy shit was wasn't oversaturated yet. Like it wasn't something where they can like because it was that was that album had that stuff, but it wasn't like where it continued on where he kept doing that kind of stuff. It was like saturating their sound as such, saturating their 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 overall like catalog as far as like the top, as far as the kind of like songs they had on on everything. So uh, it's I don't know. What what are your thoughts now? I mean, we've talked about this album a couple episodes ago. I'm a personal, like, this is one of my favorite new metal albums of all time for me. Um, Very influential, like, as far as, like, wanting to write and perform music. Um, I absolutely love this album. I think they're way off base on this. And, yeah, they have some slower ones, but the difference is this whole album kept, like, a dark kind of vibe, a dark theme. Even though if it was, like, slow, it's still kind of, like, had heaviness to it. And mm-hmm. I mean, these things had fucking bangers. My favorite stain song of all time is raw. Like that song is just yeah. killer, dude. Breakdown in that is sick. A flat crawl spleen. I mean, come on, man. This is like new metal hundred percent. I just way off base. Um, and I'm really trying to understand. Like I'm trying to read this little paragraph that this guy put while we're talking about this, but uh, saying that 1999's dysfunction really offers nothing of interest other than mud shovel, and the rest of the record is one to skip, much like an Aaron Lewis gig in 2023. Oh well, boy! I mean, but it's like okay, well, basically, I mean, he's making it very obvious that he doesn't like saying he doesn't like Aaron Lewis. But yeah, what about the album? Do you not like, man? Like, are you kidding me? It's like I I thought it was fantastic, and and I still do. And and the way that I feel about Taproot Gift is Stain's dysfunction. Like, they've never surpassed that, in my opinion. Like, those are staple, staple new metal albums. So, uh, hard disagree on this one uh, with the article. So, like, Stain's first two albums was uh, Tormented and and Dysfunction. Yeah. Both, like, I mean, Tormented was was heavier. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. much more raw and everything like that. But those first two albums carried a lot of weight to them, I guess. Carried a lot of, like, connection to people who have been going through similar things and everything like that. A lot of that conveyed and through the through the songs, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of taken away from the what uh, Stain put into those albums and what kind of connection it had with their audience, with the listeners and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think trying to put down that whole album just because you like one song that's you know was a big hit, very popular, well you know was a breakthrough hit, whatever, heavy, angry, whatever, but like takes away from what the rest of the album has to offer as well by only by only singling out that as their one good song. So I don't know. That's 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 a hard take. That's a that's a bad take for me too because yeah. I. I think a lot of people will probably agree that you can give dysfunction a lot more credit for what it is than what, you know, much shovel brought to and how, you know, popularized them. Oh, for sure. All right. So this one's a, this one's gotta be one of my fucking, 
Oh, I think most... we're on the same page with this oh, one. God. Dude. This, 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 okay. this next yeah. one is one of the worst takes on this whole fucking Fuck thing. Yeah, it is. It is Bodies by Drowning Pool and from Sinner. I would just want to say fuck you to this guy because seriously. <laughs> When I sit there and keep going through this list, I keep seeing it, keep bringing up these feelings like, dude, Sinner is a fucking badass album through Hell and through. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Bodies, great song. It was everywhere. Fucking, it was another song that was like used by WF, WF all the fucking time and all this shit. But nobody fucking sits there and like denies and what bodies impacts it. But at the same time, like, Anybody who's who like almost anybody I know that has listened to the whole album, like actually gave him that whole album a chance and sat there and thought that this was a bad album. Nobody has said that. Who the fuck really thinks that? Like, I mean, other than this, other than the person who wrote this damn article and wrote this list, I swear, fucking God, like. Dude hates new metal, I'm uh, telling you. Uh, I, it's new metal hate, yeah. But like, I think. I think some of the things might be okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read through this thing here real quick. I'm actually gonna sit here and read this whole article. I, I think you need to. <laughs> okay. Perhaps it's a little unfair to write off Sinner completely. Tearaway was also a minor hit. Has over 75 million st- streams for a start. Okay. Yeah, you're starting off by pretty much fucking contradicting yourself. Saying that you're right wrong, but, exactly. <laughs> okay. But the fact that it is everything else on Dreading Pool's debut album is completely dwarfed in terms of quality and lasting impact by bodies. One of the all-time great new metal ragers, it proved that they put their mind to it. The Dallas Brutes were capable of crafting arena-worthy albums. Sadly, with the sudden death of vocalist Dave Williams the following year, we now got to see if the band were truly capable of capturing lightning in a bottle for a second time. So can I interrupt you real quick? And, well, and yeah, ask go ahead. I just... Yeah, and, and sorry, because like I, I think I'm getting a little bit pissed too, man. Because out of that that whole paragraph that you said, there was not one thing that was negative about the album itself. Wasn't that the whole point of the article? He's saying that after Dave Williams, which I would agree with, but what about Sinner's Bad? It's worse. Like, like, like how? I I don't know. I I really don't know. I I I get that. There's like some angst and edginess to it, given some of the topics of it and everything like that. It's a very, it's an album that has a lot of topics that are anti-religion and, you know, against hypocrisy and other shit like that. But that was what people were, you know, that's something that people connect with. Absolutely. And it was conveyed well with the music instrumentally and everything like that. I I wonder if you, if you give a this album to any kind of, you know, upset teenager who's never heard them before and like, Ask them, okay, what what do you think of this album? Like, uh, I don't know. I just I just want to know what like people who haven't heard this whole album before w- would think. You know, nowadays in, in context of of things, I, I don't think there's anything on there that has like kind of like stood the test of time. I think that album as a as overall topic wise and sound wise and everything like that just really still holds up. It, I, God, this is this is really fresh for me. Okay, I I don't I know I brought this up before, but. The Sinner album is very, very, um, very, very uh, important to me. I don't know how to explain. I'm trying to think of the right word. But it's very important to me because as somebody who was a teenager that had a lot of um, problems with – it was the coming of age and kind of like and kind of like, you know, finding myself type of deal and dealing with like, like just – I don't know. Religion was a, a, a topic for me that I really, a, a thing for me that I really was not a fan of or anything like that. I'm still not. Um, 
I don't know if I really call myself an atheist per se, but I'm not like somebody who who follows any kind of like doctrine like that or anything like that. So that album was very important to me, and uh, just because of a of a a an album that promoted so much like unity and calling out hypocrisy and not and basically like you know you. You're not alone in feeling like this. That you know that these people maybe you know may not be believing or maybe not be following what they what they preach and all this stuff, but not really like sitting there and just like calling like people, not really putting people down either at the same time. They but it's just like recognizing these things and mm-hmm. that whole album brought up a lot of those things, brought up a lot of those topics, and I think that was a huge deal at the especially at the time and everything like that. And God, just um. I I I sit there. This, this, this album had such a deep impact on me personally, and so to sit there and write off the whole album just because of how popular Bodies is. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a fucking great rock anthem song. It, it just fit. It was it, it's great for that. But to to write off the whole rest of the album because it's just one they have one big popular song does does not fucking make sense because I, there's so much that so many great topics on that song. So many things that a lot of people, um, you know, coming of age that we're kind of dealing with, you know, whether or not, you know, they believe in religion or, you know, just even the calling out the hypocrisy within religions and whatnot, whatnot. So that's, that's one of the reasons why this album is so big to me and why I'm so emotional about it, because that was really something I was going through even at, a peer, at, at that point in time. It just, it was just the lightning strike at that time where it meant that much to me so yeah um i mean just then to i i didn't get a chance to see them live and then you know shortly later on um you know sadly you know dave williams death and all that stuff just kind of uh just kind of sucked everything well duh like i mean this uh, I, I, I don't know i'm i'm kind of like worked up over here sorry <laughs> no <laughs> I, I, obviously, I, I hear you dude. obviously Obviously, yes, but it means that album really center means a lot to me, and so I I appreciate it so much for what it is, and I will never fucking sit there and not defend it. Like I will stand, you know, I will defend it to to the ends of the of the of the of the universe, man. Just God. Yeah, absolutely, and yes, we understand that Bodies was their biggest hit. They'll never eclipse that. Yeah, we got it, you know, and and we know that sometimes people are like, oh, like the whole counting in the in the verse before, or, you know, the pre-chorus, whatever, dude. It, like, it's it's a fun song. It, it's a great new metal banger, but it wasn't their only hit. Sinner was a hit. Tearaway is a hit. And then they even have, like, great deep cuts of, you know, Reminded and Pity. Front to back, honestly, man, I really love this album. And the world lost an, an amazing frontman in Dave Williams. And not only that, but if you heard any kind or if you read any kind of article or saw any videos about it, I heard that dude was like the coolest guy, humble, most sound to earth, which you know naturally makes you you know, like the guy even more. Um, I was fortunate enough to see Drowning Pool uh 2001 Ozfest, and that was I, I'm I want to say that was the same year where he passed away, but I yeah, was fortunate. Was. That, yeah. Which, you know, fucking sucks, but, um, you know, amazing front man. And I really think that if he stay with drowning pool, I think, cause after that, I, they've kind of lost me. I'll, I'll be honest. It just, oh, I God. am a big, I'm a big Dave Williams drowning pool guy. Oh. And, and I, oh, wait, I'm sorry. 
It was a 2002 Ozfest where oh, it was, where, it was the following year. Yeah, because I knew yeah, it wasn't too. Year. Yeah, I knew it wasn't too much longer after I saw them, which unfortunately was the only time. But had Dave Williams. If he was still around today, I think we'd be talking about Drowning Pool a lot differently. So I can agree with the author of this article saying that after that, they dropped off. Yeah, I get it. But we're talking about albums. We're talking about Sinner here. And once again, what you read off, there was nothing there that suggested that this was a bad album. So horrible take. Guy's way off base. I'm 100% with you on this. Yeah. I I really going to say I'm not a fan of what Johnny Pool became after this album. Yeah. I mean, fucking like tough guy cock rock bullshit. <laughs> it was, yeah. I really much. hated that. Like, oh, we're going to, you know, they, they went from songs about like unity and calling out hypocrisy and all that stuff to, you know, fucking talking about. Want to step up? Come on, let's yeah, pop, yeah, bro. just you know, I'm drunk. Let's yeah, fight. And, and fucking <laughs> videos with porn stars in them and all that shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that would be. Um, that that would be drowning pool if Dave Williams had. I don't had, think had it would. That's away. that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just, I, we'll never know. But no, I really think that they probably would have had a better tra- tra- trajectory. I don't know why I can't say that word, but you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> they, they would have taken a different path, and we would have, we would have really liked it. That's I, I just, I truly believe that. Who knows? So. Who knows? Who who knows what the what brings? But I'm good. Right. But you know, appreciate what you what you have. Where you know. Regardless of what anybody else says, I, I love this album. I will never, ever freaking not love this album. So, yeah. All right, moving on to one of my favorite bands, obviously. Um, in kind of a, a weird time for the band, I guess, in a way. Uh, so we're talking about Fiend by Cold Chamber off the album Dark Days. Uh, their third album, if I'm not mistaken. Because mm-hmm. um, it was self-titled, then um, Cold Chamber Music, then Dark, then, uh, Dark Days. Yeah. And this one, I don't have much to say about it because they did kind of fall off for me after Chamber Music because Chamber Music wasn't a, it just wasn't like, it, it didn't really compare to the first album. It had some good songs on it. Another song about calling out hypocrisy, like, you know, tragedy by um, by Cold Chamber was just like, you know, Drowning Pool where it was a song kind of calling out kind of like hypocrisy of of like religious zealots and shit like that. And, but like, so after that, it was just kind of like, uh, you know, Cold Chamber, fine. They're, they're making another song. Like, okay, I see Fiend and it's, it's not a bad song. It really is. I like, I like Fiend a lot. I don't really, I remember Dark Days, but um, like, wasn't there a song like, oh God, I kind of look up the, the track listing. Cause I, mean, I, I like Rowboat. I think Rowboat's a badass song on there. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily uh, a hit, but like that was that was a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, see. while you're looking that up, though, I mean, I, I love this song, dude, and just seeing them for the first time with you, and we're at Sick New World, man, when they're busting oh, yeah. out Fiend, man, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, it dude, just yeah, yeah, and and I think with this album, it's weird. It's like I think it's a good album, you know, not not their best, obviously, but it, I think while it, it's not one to, to totally shit on. I think you can kind of sense that they were on their way out, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, it had some good hits here and there, um, or good songs rather. But so I, I can halfway see this because uh, you know, obviously, yeah, I, I like Cold Chamber a lot too. So like, I, I don't want to like crap on the album, but 
I, I can kind of go halfway on this because it's like this is where I think they're running out of fumes. I, I, maybe that's just the best way to say it. But um, so it, he's half half right, I guess. Yeah, I think it was a little bit stronger album than Cold Chamber in a lot of ways, but it's like because it, it was still kind of a little bit more heavy. But I think at the same time heavy but weak at the same time. It's kind of right. a weird thing. It wasn't really the. It, it just it wasn't anything to really connect with as much. Um, I mean, I remember um, track four and there was something told me that one mm -hmm. kind of sticks out. And then Dark Days is a t title track. Yep. But it says like the chorus is just him repeating the songs. I'm just, repeating the words, I should say. I'm just, okay, well, you know, whatever. It's It, it, it did feel like it was like kind of just made to be made and, and put out. Yeah. And yeah, and after this, they... Um, they basically broke up for a while, and um, then obviously Des went in and started um, uh, what? Damn it, uh, Double Driver. Duh, I couldn't remember for a second there, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's 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 a half. It's 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 a weak album. Yes, terrible. Uh, it, it it's it doesn't really. I think probably hold a candle to. The, it doesn't not hold a candle to the first album whatsoever. Neither does a second album. I would probably say the self-titled, then Dark Days. Uh, out of those three, it'd be you know the self-titled, mm -hmm. then Dark Days, then Chamber Music. But Chamber Music has tragedy on it because it's a fucking great song. But the rest of the album kind of just kind of blows for me. But Dark Days has like an overall sound a little bit heavier, but it just falls kind of flat. I don't know. So 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 maybe maybe he should have picked Shock the Monkey off of. Uh chamber music and just i think maybe we'd be a little bit more on board with that one but yeah, yeah. dark days i'm like this isn't the one to kind of pick out like i don't think um i would i would agree I, with you yeah, i know i mean like music. i get i get what he's pointing out but like fiend is a great song but i yeah, don't know that that really means Absolutely. that the like album is terrible it's just kind of weak i think there's i think there could have been better candidates for this in the in the it, when it comes right. to other albums i had you know, one great song and the rest of it is, is terrible. But I don't think this is it necessarily. I think it's just – it's one of those that just kind of falls flat, sadly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess overall we're saying that there's a couple that we can agree with, a couple that we're split on, and then there's just like two or three One that we can definitely say the, Yeah, one absolutely wrong one and uh, yeah. the whole fucking – Drowning pool thing, like fuck you, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but, I, yeah, I, I don't want to be so rude, but fuck you, like, goddamn, dude. How the hell can you fucking say that about drowning pool of all fucking of center of all fucking things? Right, right, so, yeah, exactly. So for some reason, okay, we'll 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 touch we'll touch on this real quick, okay? For some reason, under the section that shows um, mud shovel by stained, it has a link to uh, too cold by vanilla ice. I'm just like. What were they? Was it a was it a joke that they did that, or is it like just an accident? Like, like I mean, you know what's Kawani though is like obviously that um that 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 diversion is like it's it's kind of funny because it's 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 the original artist basically covering their own rap song as a rock song, which is like a thing that new metal has done. Well, I mean. Yeah. Uh, you're covering a rap song as a rock song is something that new metal has done, but it's the original artist doing it at the same time. That's, that's the funny thing. And actually, you know what? You listen to too cold. You listen to it like a little bit sped up at like 20% speed. It actually sounds pretty awesome. Like in a sped up version. Um, I don't think the original, like 
no, like seriously, like if you try and, and, and find a way to listen to it, like sped up a little bit somehow, I think it sounds awesome. But I like it the way it is, but I'll try it still. But I, <laughs> I like it. I, I don't give a shit. I know a lot of people well, don't, but I do. Yeah, I, it's kind of it's just kind of funny how it's like it, it, it does the new metal thing by the original artist at the same time. It, it's so funny. Yeah, that is that is pretty unique. Uh, that's probably one of those things too, where I don't, you know, I don't remember what the whole album was like, but this probably kind of fits under the whole, like the the same topic of like one decent song from, you know, probably an otherwise terrible album. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the maybe the album's actually good. I don't remember. I, a lot of people hate it. Uh, I, again, I'm, I guess I'm just with that album. Um, I'm in the very small group once again but i think it's a great album and and i know that the reviews were shit or, or people you know people gave it bad reviews a lot of people didn't like it but i don't know man it was a ross robinson album it, mm -hmm. it just it was raw it was granted you know yeah it's probably because the van vanilla ice factor because yeah he was made fun of and people thought he was cheesy back in the day when he was getting big and it's like, Oh now he's trying new metal, which yes, he did hop from genre to genre. He, he was one of those guys that like tried to like with each album, jump on what was the hot thing at the moment. Mm. I will agree to that, but yeah. for what it is, the body of work and I'm not saying it's the most, you know, amazing album ever, but it's a thorough listen through, man. So if you haven't listened to it in a while, I highly recommend it. I recommend it. Anybody listen to this, uh, Paco at Paco episode podcast episode podcode i like that uh check out that album man G give it a, give it a listen front to back and then let us know what you think i think it's pretty good all right yeah yeah too cold for vanilla ice i think it actually sounds a little bit better if we speed it up i, I am gonna try, try that, that though i, I will try, try that, that. yeah that 20 20 speed sped up that's the way sounds you gotta good. go that's a magic that's a magic number 20 sped up i think it i think it takes i think it sounds awesome like that sweet anyways um, so going on to our next couple of subjects here, a couple of album really recent album releases, uh, the big one, like we just talked about earlier, we talked about stained mm -hmm. and much of now we got, um, confessions of the fallen released on the 15th. Uh, it's a ninth album. I didn't realize it was even, that I many. think I it's it their seventh. ninth full length and, and I'm trying to, cause I was counting them actually. And I did include tormented. I do know that they also have like their singles live so if you don't count those, I think it's their ninth one, or maybe it's the ninth one with all of them together. But basically, it's it's around there. But yeah, so okay, yeah. So uh, what do you have to say about Confessions of the Fallen? Confessions of the Fallen, um, not bad. I think it's a it's a decent effort by by Stained. Uh, you know, it kicks off with Lois and Me, which was their first single. Um, love that song. It's got a great hook. Very strong breaking the cycle vibes on that. And um, this song, it, it had a mix. I, I think it was more of a blend of like post grunge with new slash alternative metal vibes or, or sound. Um, I, I it's not as heavy as their prior self titled that came out in two, 2011, um, but it, it it's got some it's got some decent songs. Um, like "Hate Me Too" is towards the end. I think it's pretty good. Confessions of the Fallen was the final song. Not too bad. Um, but there was, I would say like in the middle, there was some good but not great songs. Um, so as a body of work, I'd probably give it like a C plus. Yeah, I wasn't too into it. Um, there was a lot of talk about how this would be a little bit heavier album and all that stuff, which 
yeah, it is compared to other albums, but I really only liked Hate Me Too. That was the only song that where I'm like, you know what, this is actually a good song. I'll put it in a playlist type of deal. Yeah. The rest of the album did not impress me. There was like, I mean, yeah, we're going to, you know, be heavier, get more screaming or whatever. And there's like one song where you scream for eight seconds and it's about it. You know, well, that's the thing. It's, it's like, was there like heavy parts or heavy screaming? Yes. But like as a whole no no it, it the the out like i said the, the self-title was heavier than this so yeah um i was kind of hoping that there'd be a little bit more now there there's a lot more kind of heavier riffage here and there mm-hmm. that mike mushock put in and i love his guitar playing i love his style um there was definitely some songs where if maybe aaron lewis had a different vocal approach it, it could probably change the dynamic of the song um you know, but yeah, it did. And I think, I think it's just for the expectations and the lack of overall heaviness, that's where I kind of downgraded it. Um, again, there were some good hooks in there. Um, and I would say if, if I had to pick out of all of these, we're probably looking at like maybe three or four songs that are like really solid. So again, C plus, I think is a, you know, in my opinion, a, a fair grading of this album. I, I didn't care for him. For it overall, I really only like one song. Um, the thing is, when I listen to it, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like thinking, like, you know what? This actually probably wouldn't have been a bad like modern rock radio album like eight to ten years ago or some shit like that. Yeah, I would gladly trade this for a couple of the ones that they had um, after Chapter Five for sure. Like, I think this really could have fit like a different period of of hard rock like a little like not too long ago Uh, yeah i i but it feels like too too late like okay you guys should have tried to do this earlier you know beforehand like not be so like i mean self-titled yes but um let's see when did self-titled come out do you remember 2011 2011 okay so if it was like a follow-up to to the self-titled do you think it would have fit do I think that this album fits as a follow-up to self-titled? If it was like a follow-up to self-titled, do you think it would fit? Well, it was, kind of... wasn't it? I mean, because this their their oh. latest album since. Well, then. I mean, as I mean, let's say okay, let's say it was only a couple of years later type of deal, like a follow-up like that, like where it's it's just it was released, you know, only a couple of years after the oh, self-titled. Okay. That's 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 the point I was trying to make. That's where I was trying to go oh, with that. Okay, Sorry. you know what? Actually, that's a good question because I think I I would have graded it lower. <laughs> No, you don't think it would have fit as bad. Oh, okay. Probably because it's been such a lull without them. That's it. Makes yeah. it, it feels it feels more refreshing now because it's been so long since the yes. self-titled album. Yeah, okay. to me, yeah. That that's that's why. Yeah, but but I, I I definitely hear where you're going with that. But for me, it's just because we haven't heard anything new in well over a decade. So it's just yeah. I was excited just to hear anything from them. So yeah, I, I get that. I just feel like it was something where it probably might have fit a little bit better a you know a handful of years ago instead of like now i don't think i don't think it i don't think it like really kind of works now i think it would have worked years ago i i think it would have been fine like like i said like after chapter five and before so between like 2006 to 2010 if you if you'd sandwich it in there that'd be great but yeah all right. Well, that's, uh, you know, Confessions of the Fawn. Um, the one track that I would suggest anybody really check out if you haven't is Hate Me Too. Agreed. That's actually a really good song. Um, Jeremy, any other notable tracks you want to you wanna put out there? 
Um, I mean, like I said, I, I really like Lois and Me. Obviously, everybody knows that one. Uh, yeah. That's a really good one. Um, really? <sighs> no, I mean, I would have to say that, yeah, those are the two that stand out the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so uh, then now let's talk about, you know, as we, you know, another band that was mentioned on that on that list, uh, Taproot, with their new album, Scissors. Yeah. That was just released, like, freaking, what, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fresh out of the oven, baby. <laughs> yeah, yesterday at, at the time of this recording, we're recording on, on the Saturday the thirtieth here, and uh, it was released literally yesterday. So uh, we'll start off with your thoughts on it so far. You're the big, you're the you're the you're the two of us. You're the much bigger Taproot fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously excited because it's it's been a hot minute for these guys as well. Um, we're talking about probably a decade or so. I didn't even think that Taproot would even be back, and the story was that. Um, Steven, the, the vocalist, he was kind of just doing stuff because obviously I'm on his friends thing. I'm not friends with him, but, you know, I follow his Facebook page. And over the past four or five years, he's just been kind of just huddled in the studio. He's writing his own stuff. And so the story was that the guys were wanting to kind of come back and play some shows and everything. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to release this album. They're like, well, why? Why don't we just release it under Taproot and just not use like, all right, if you guys want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that I, I guess it all just kind of fell in the place for them uh but yeah it came out yesterday i listened to it and overall i i think it's it, it's a pretty solid effort um i give about a b to b minus uh it first starts off with victim play love the riff i mean just from the jump i mean it, it's got like that gift-esque kind of uh vibe to it and um it, it's it's got some good heavy parts chorus is like i don't know it's just i don't know if it's like the cadence or something it, it's a little weird for me it's like i can't catch on to it um but they have uh, a good blend in my opinion if you kind of mixed gift and blue sky research maybe a little bit of welcome but more so blue sky research with gift is is how i would describe the overall feel of this album um favorite song obviously that's their latest single um it's <laughs> The lyrics, I, I have to admit, and I love Taproot. It, it's kind of goofy, but at the same time, I was humming it today. Like I like like the the chorus. I will, and I, I even put on their on their page. I'm like, congratulations. This like hook has been stuck in my head for like three weeks now. It's just it, it's very catchy. Uh, so um, I can see this kind of giving them some traction and um, you know pulling back their old fan base and, and gaining new fans for sure. And, and having Elias as guest vocals on Nonpoint sure as hell doesn't hurt either. So that that's pretty sweet. Um, their third track, We Control Our Destiny. That is a fucking banger, dude. It is awesome. I love it, love it, love it. That, that was like, that may be like my favorite one on there. Dude, it's sick. Really good. Um, and then, and then uh, no, no one else to blame is our fourth track. It's got a really good mix of like the heavy with the melodic taproot. So again, like I would say that, that one really best represents like Blue Sky Research with Gift combined. Really solid. Um, so I would say like the first half is really good. And then um, it, it kind of just slows down towards the end. Um, he had a, a guest singer. I'm not really familiar with her. It's uh, Love Without You. And like, and I hate, I just got to be honest. And and like, I'm not trying to shit on on a band I love, but like Love Without You just sounded like a 80s hair metal ballad or like with a little bit of country. I I mean, it was just, yeah, you know, uh, wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, feeling that. Um, But 
Yeah, so I, I think it, it was a strong front-loaded album. The back, to me, it, it kind of fell off a little bit. But again, solid effort, B. Um, and again, out of all of them, We Control Our Destiny, by far my favorite. All right, so the problem for me is that I didn't get a chance to listen to this album until um, this morning. So I only uh, have kind of a somewhat limited opinion on it. I one thing I will say is hearing some of the 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 guitar sounds, the guitar tones in it, Ooh, much yeah. more. Yeah, it was much more. It, it was a lot more grittier and you know, more modern than you know, some of their older sounds and everything like that. In, in my in, in my experience, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, uh, on the flip side here, I'm just not as big of a Taproot fan as you. <laughs> So I can't have as much to compare it to, but I did get obviously did give it a shot, did listen to it, and um, the uh, that last track, that bonus track there, what was that called? Um, uh, not uh, it was like called just Hey or something like that. Hey, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, that one kind of stuck with me just because like towards the end of it, they hate they start having some kind of um like uh like text to speech type voice going on at the end there. It sounded like and uh, that so that kind of stuck out to me, but. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting around, I'm listening to it, and there, it's kind of a weird blend of like this is, you know, modern rock, and but this is taproot being taproot at the same time. Yeah, it's a weird, it, it's it's weird, kind of like after they haven't been really doing anything for like a decade or whatever, to kind of like step in and and do a, an album with such an updated sound instrumentally but still kind of being taproot at the same time. There, there, there wasn't like, there wasn't something where like, to me, there was like that transition over time. And I hear this, I'm just like, this is just, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's weird to me. Mm-hmm. And being someone who's not as, as much of a fan as you are, maybe that's part of the thing. And, and one of the things, maybe like, I'll, I'll take the time to revisit this later on. Unfortunately, like I said, I didn't get a chance to really listen to it. Um, until this morning, so kind of have like a, a much shorter like time to kind of digest it or, or really listen right. to it again. But maybe I'll give it. Maybe I'll be able to take the time to um, listen to it again and get my thoughts on it again later on. But I, like I said, one thing that really did stick out was just the the riffs, man. The the guitar tones on some of the songs. I think oh, yeah. like the third or fourth track was <laughs> really good. I think that's one of the things that stands about out about it. But it's it, it's such a more modern tone for them versus what. I remember of them back in the day. Um, anything more to say that I don't really have much more to say about it. Honestly, that's yeah. Just, just going back to the riffs, man. I mean, yeah, dude. He, oh God. He just, he's, he's got just, I mean, that's one thing I would say it's like throughout the album, just like really, really strong, man. It's uh, is, is some of those, those heavy riffs, dude. Gets me every time. Love it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, go check out Scissors by Taproot. It's a it's new Taproot. <laughs> it's been out for like two days. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, give, your, give us your thoughts on it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the next topic here, I didn't get a chance to actually listen to this song. Oh, I kept do, forgetting do, about do you it. want to like real quick? Just, just yes, hear I'm a little going bit to do that. It? I mean, if you, it's like what um, it's like three minute song. I'll, I'll give it a chat. I'll listen to it right now. It's kind of like a, a blind listen in a way, but we're gonna talk about. Uh, P.O.D. with Randy Blythe. I'm like... Hell yeah. What just, a combination, dude. I love it. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get my thoughts on this after we listen to the song. After I listen to the song real quick, I'm gonna listen to it here real quick. Yeah. Uh, do, do you need me to give you the um, the I link? I got the or... link here. I got oh, the you link got here it? already. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check it out. And let me know what you think. All right. Uh, I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll be Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Cool. A few minutes later. Okay. Just listen. All to right, that. man. Yeah. Let, let, let's hear your thoughts on this. <clears throat> like it's it's a pretty solid sound and all that. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. A, the only thing that kind of like caught me off guard is how heavy it starts up, but then the the freaking like verse is like all kind of slowed down and quiet. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it it went back and forth, whatever with it. It was good, like the song, but it's like it's so weird to to see Randy Blythe doing something with POD because POD being a you know Christian band or whatever, like Chris, whatever, and like Randy Blythe of Lamb of God and they're like pretty much polar opposites in as far as like like s- topics, <laughs> whatever their music or whatever or their beliefs or whatever. I don't know that Randy Blythe is necessarily a you know quote unquote like like anti religious guy or whatever, right. but he's another band right on the same topic of like Drowning Pool, like another band that talks a lot about uh, you know religious topics and hypocrisy and shit like that. And I mean, come on, the, the band was originally called Burn the Priest. So, like, they, that's just such a polar opposite thing to see. Well, I mean, when this was first, you know, I, I talked about, you know, months ago on, on news sites and all that stuff about POD working with Brandy Blythe. I mean, that's my first thought there. I'm like, this is like the polar opposite thing. But, like, it was, I don't know. When I listen to the song, like, the only thing that sucks is, like, I wish there would have been a, more for Randy to have contributed to the song. Right, right. He, it's nice that he was in there and I think it would have fit, but it's like, kind of like this is a POD song and we're just going to throw in some things that Randy did for us in the, in the middle of the song. Like it's good, but I think that would have been nice to see for him to have been more part of it. I mean, I think this is one of those like big, like bridging kind of songs where like you have these two bands that are from kind of basically very opposing genres and very opposing, you know, personal ideals and they work together professionally on something and to just make something that sounds pretty solid all all together. I absolutely love the fact that Randy Blythe did a track with a new metal band. I absolutely love it because a religion, a a Christian new metal band. Sure. Yeah. They're they're, they're very well known for being a Christian band and Lamb of God is so on not like that, at least not lyrically. So, and I guarantee you that there's some Lamb of God fans and people that I know personally that are more quote unquote metal guys that are probably just like so fucking sick over this. And that yeah. just makes me love it even more because I love Lamb of God. I think they're an amazing band. Um, uh, I'm trying to, um, Ashes of the Wake. Oh my God, dude. I know it's not new metal, but like Ashley of the Wake, fantastic album. Um, great, uh, other great albums. But anyway, like, you know, with him coming to POD, when I first saw that, I had to like take a second look. Like, wait a minute, Randy Blythe of Lamb of God is going to do a track with POD, uh, which I was like, I got to listen to this. And it's one of like the heavier songs that POD's come out of, uh, out with as of late. But I think the way that you describe the song is right in line with my thinking to where, it comes off strong. The um, the verse, it, it kind of takes it down a notch a little bit as far as like aggressiveness or just kind of like um, 
you know, like where it was going, like the momentum. Energy, energy. Honestly. Yeah, energy. Yeah, energy. exactly. Yeah, which, I mean, it's not bad, but then it picks up back again, which is great. And I, I'm, those were my exact thoughts when you're talking about how they used Randy in the song. It's just basically like the backing, like aggressive vocals and a little bit here, a little bit there. It's like he kind of sprinkled some Randy-esque things on POD, which made it like heavier and, and, and more badass. Um, he could have used a, a, a bigger part, I agree. So I'm with you on that. I wish there was like more of a section dedicated to Randy. But overall, I was like, man, this is kind of like not a bad song. It's, you know, it's got some oomph to it. And again, just for the fact that Randy agreed to do this and they did this collaboration, it just, God, it made me smile so much. It just, it just did. Cause I know that there's these traditional, traditionalist, you know, metalheads that are like fucking probably pissed about it. So I'm like, new metal's back, baby. <laughs> We're even taking Randy Blythe from Lame of God and throwing him on a fucking POD track. I just, just for the simple fact that that's happened, I just, I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other funny thing is like, P.O.D. is what is a band that I wouldn't have expect from this, but like, let's say if it was like Limp Bizkit that did this with somebody, you know, like fucking, I don't know, like Phil from All That Remains or some weird shit like that, like that would be like more expected than something like P.O.D. and Lamb of God, like yeah, <laughs> where those are two different worlds, like putting hot sauce many, in your cereal, reasons, baby. <laughs> for multiple reasons, it's yeah, exactly. It, for multiple reasons, I mean, it is a freaking like. A cucumber on a hamburger or some shit like yeah. that. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but you know, but you gotta try. It. You might like it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's the thing too. This could be something where I'm sure there's probably. I, I wonder if there's anybody out there listening to it. I mean, out of the you know dozens of people that listen to it, but somebody's gonna be wondering like a cucumber on a hamburger. And I wonder if there's somebody out there that has tried cucumber on a hamburger. I'm this is a cucumber now. on a ham. Okay, I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Anyways. um... <laughs> this is for P.O.D. and Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oh god, this is gonna be the drop burger. I was just gonna yeah, yeah, there you go, the drop burger. Yes, dude. Okay, yep. All right. oh, I love it. I'm doing it, dude. I'm totally doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is just so different worlds coming together and just making a pretty solid song. Uh, pretty solid, pretty solid song. Oh yeah, and I. I'm pretty amazed by it, honestly. And it's, I mean, it makes sense because they are both well-established bands and artists and well-produced and everything like that. Awesome. I'm I'm happy for it. I'm really happy for it. Maybe this will start bringing back the old, you know, unity of new metal and hard rock and everything like that used to be for a it while. It would be there. nice. I mean, like yes. Ozfest and everything like that. Yeah. There was a lot more, there was a little bit more unity back then and everything like that. That'd be nice to see. You know, some heavy artists working with new metal artists again and everything like that. Like, you know, bring on some metalcore vocalists onto a freaking... Um, I'm all for it, dude. A new metal band. Like, just do it. Like, just yeah. start bringing back the unity that was the freaking late 90s. Like, it really was just... A, when it, Despite all the naysayers that you hear on freaking social media nowadays, it wasn't always like that. A lot right. of people just got together, just had a good time with some heavy music. Just start being, start being that again. You know, we got young people, new generation of people, just start doing that again. Yes, please. Yeah, amen, dude. Start leading the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, this next see. one, yeah, like that's yeah. what I love about this. That's I was so excited to do this episode because there's so much 
like just new stuff coming out and um this one so i've like i like sunk lodo i only heard a couple of like their hits back in the day um but from what i've heard i really liked it actually i i went back and listened to like their albums all the way through about i don't know maybe six months ago really love it i'm like man like why didn't it get into these guys more so earlier but they're back so just like Simon says, Sunk Lodo was back. Um, they did have some issues where they had to kick out their guitarist. I guess he was just kind of, um, he's just one of those those band members that just likes to be divisive and cause issues. But um, yeah, so I guess they've already taken care of that. So I'm like, good. So it didn't break up the band. I guess that was one of the reasons why they initially broke up. But uh, good to hear that that issue has already been resolved. But they have this new song coming out October 3rd. And they put a clip out. It's called Gallows Wait. Have you heard this one yet? No. Um, I saw you shared it on the page. Dude. Though, and I didn't... Oh. I'm going to listen to it real quick it, here. It, and, and honestly, it took me by surprise. And we should probably play this clip just so everybody else can hear it. Oh, okay. I, I think I think it's... Um, I mean, I don't know how the rest of the song plays out. But it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but man, did I like it. So I, I hope that you share the same uh, same, same thoughts here. So let, let, let's give this a, another rip and uh, let me know. And it's only like 30 seconds, so let, let me know what you think of the clip. All right, here we go. Yeah, that is extremely heavy. Uh, I was not expecting that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean for, and, and I don't know if the rest of the song, like, it, it, are they going more towards metal or new metal? I don't care. It's just, it's fucking good. Looking forward to it either way. Huh? Looking forward to it either way. Yeah, right? Right? That was like, for 30 seconds, I'm like, woo, okay. Yeah, you got my attention. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, that's yeah looking for what is it called gallows weight yeah the yeah, gallows weight yeah and it comes out um october 3rd so so uh, that's just a few days away from what we're recording that's like what um tuesday i think Wednesday? yeah yeah tuesday i think um yeah and uh oh god we're gonna be we ain't got much away i'm not even gonna be able to put out this episode before that comes out and we're gonna be yeah, don't worry about it yeah on I Facebook. Mean... <laughs> but yeah just uh definitely uh anybody uh who hasn't checked that out uh, by the time we put this out, yeah, go check this out. Sunk Lodo and Australian new metal band. They were kind of big for a, they were like one of the like two or three like really big new metal bands of Australia back in the day. And yep. they did reunite not too long ago and all that stuff. And just, but they're putting out new stuff again. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I think that's one of the things they were talking about it before. Mm-hmm. And this is finally something coming out from them. I mean, I'm sure it's difficult to, you know, to get together and I, you talked about the issues they had with their guitarists and all that stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Just looking forward to it either way. This is a pretty, a pretty heavy freaking song coming out for, for this. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, now time comes to the uh, blind list. You got something for me? <laughs> yes. Blind list. I was actually really trying to find something too. Um, because I haven't been able to contribute in quite a while here. Oh, but the last one you did was gold. I sent, I showed it to uh, my brother and sister-in-law, uh, like shortly after our episode that the Euro dance oh, one with the crazy oh lyrics. God, yeah, that was well, gold, that was, dude. Gold. That was just a joke, but yeah, that was that was fun. I uh, the, the DJ Crazy Times thing. Yeah, that was great. I I love that because it's such a it's uh, it's so. Done. It's, it's like so how like, cycle, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like how Psycho Stick makes good music, but it's all a joke at the same time. Right, right. That's exact same thing going on here, you know. So yeah, um, let, let's check this out here. Um, you just got the YouTube link, and I'm gonna see here. Yeah. So so the band is called Flashback, and I've heard a couple of their songs, and I I really like these guys. Um, now as far as uh like genre. They're they're kind of new metal, but they're also kind of just metal. I, I don't know. It's um, but I think this song is. This is why I picked this song because I I, th I I think it's you know it, it goes along the lines of alternative metal, new metal. So, uh, song is called "Drip So Slow." Um, it just actually the music video was released two weeks ago on YouTube, um, and yeah, like actually. Uh, and if you read the comments, people are like, man, this is good. New metal's back. So that's what I'm thinking. Because uh, I know we, sometimes... We featured, like, this, huh? we featured this band before. You know that? I think we did. I, I just think... Yeah, I, we did, um, we did uh, Crack in the Mirror from them before. Yes, yes. I just okay. like this band. Sorry. Yeah, we're going to do it again. No, so that's fine. That's fine. Let's I, do it again. I, I guess they, uh, I just like flashback. They seem to get a lot of reception, you know, when we uh, post them before. So... Yeah, let's do it again. Um, flashback with Drip So Slow. We're going to listen to another track by then. Why not? Yeah, sure. It came right. out just a few weeks ago. Let's listen to it. All right, here we go. Yeah, so so some more flashback. So I just got done listening to that. Yeah. Uh one thing I gotta give a lot of credit to production and and songwriting wise or whatever, it's just the there it is two different vocalists. I don't know if it, it's kinda of weird to like say like, okay, is you know, if if somebody's just listening to them, if they can tell that it's two different vocalists or not. The thing is that they there's actually a really seamless transition from one to the other mm -hmm. and it just makes the song flow it, it it keeps up with it without being like 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 a jarring like 
change or whatever. It's a real, actually, pretty seamless transition. I got to give a lot of credit to that as far as like song production wise and everything like that. And yeah, it's, I think it's a good, like another just straight good song for them. Just all good. I definitely think anybody, you know, who's listening to this, like if they haven't checked out them out before, go and check this out. Check out Crack in the Mirror. These have both been very good songs. I yeah. really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought, sorry, I thought you had more. <laughs> I, I don't really. I'm, and I'm, the thing is, I don't know how how it's coming through on the microphone, but I can I can hear my I can feel my voice kind of like I've been kind of fighting allergies or a cold or something like that, so I don't know how how it's like coming through on the uh, on the recording or anything like that. But like, so I'm like, the more I talk, it like kind of gets worse from my throat and stuff like that. It's, I don't have like a sore throat or anything like that, but I can feel it'd be more and more difficult to talk this much gotcha. right now because yeah. it was because yeah. of, so that's why I'm just like, I talk and I kind of just stop because I need to stop and let, give my breath, give my <laughs> throat a rest from talking right. so much. Yeah, no, this was definitely like a meteor episode, man, but it was fun. Like there was a lot of good stuff to talk about. A lot of things that came out, like I said, especially with the new releases, um, a lot of stuff um, all at once. So it's like, it was a lot of a lot of editing to do later. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, shit. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but no, it was, it was, it was some good stuff. But hey, man, you made it. Your, your voice made it through. So <laughs> congrats on that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think we can just go ahead and wrap it up so we can get that voice a rest. And um, yeah. yeah oh, you got it. anything more to say about this song? No, I mean it's just um, it's it's got a lot of good elements. Um, it, it's got like the the hip hop flow. It's got heavy, uh, nice melodic part on there. They're really showcasing all of what they can do. Um, it's just a strong follow up to to crack in the mirror. And yeah. it was funny when I saw that. I I was thinking, did I? mention these guys or did we feature them but yeah i guess i guess we did so i just didn't realize until literally when you said that i i guess i like these guys i guess i'm starting to become a fan of flashback here so i, I need to I check think, out more songs is really um, like my assessment of it i think everybody needs to i think we need to kind of help push these guys i think this is i, I think I, so i think these guys could really be you know notable for being part of this new metal revival and everything like that i think yeah. they could be part of it i mean they they the thing is, they're, they're they're like even if you watch the videos, they're not they're the kind of got a very like revival look to them and everything like that. They're not yeah. necessarily like like too like I don't know modern with their look or whatever, too young or whatever with their look. They 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 look like a band that you know was around in the two thousands pretty much. So yeah, yeah they jumped into a time machine and came out in twenty twenty three. You know, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Please, guys, go check out Flashback. This song is called Drip So Slow, or go check out Crack in the Mirror. Check both out both. tracks. And, and whatever other songs they have, let's start fucking pushing them. Let's start getting them out there. Uh, yeah, just check them out. And, you know, once again, uh, if anybody out there has anything that they want to share with us as far as newer bands and things we may not have covered on this on this podcast yet or any kind of updated stuff, don't be afraid to reach out to us. I, I forget to kind of bring this up at the end of our episodes lately. It's like, remember, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't been, you're not following us on you know social medias, whatever. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram, and uh, email breathingnewlife at gmail.com and just spell this like the podcast. Go ahead, reach out to us. Let us know. Give us feedback. We listen in on on Spotify, or um, excuse excuse me. Uh, you, you can. 
review us or give us feedback on the episodes or, you know, review us on Apple iTunes, whatever, please just keep, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to us about anything. Yeah, sure. We, we appreciate it. We've gotten emails before, a couple of them, and just anything anybody want to share with us, we, we want to do that with us. We're, we're, we're continuing to do this. Things are kind of rough right now, but, you know, but that's just our, Jeremy and I's schedules aren't lighting up the best. But, hey, we're still doing this, and we still want to do the our, our thing, share great music like this and talk about great topics and whatnot and give our give our thoughts and, and uh, you know, keep putting ourselves out there for you guys. Yeah, exactly, man. You nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, let's see. Speaking of uh, nailing it, do you just want to nail the outro and call it a day? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, see how, how rough it is going to be for me. Uh, I'm kind of feeling it. I, Final I, I, push, I, I, bud. Fin- yeah, finish line's right here. Uh, I'm, I'm coming to the finish line on the marathon of this, yep. <laughs> of this really meaty fucking episode. Yeah. Holy shit. I got a lot to go through. Um, anyways, uh, whenever you're ready. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time, guys. And remember to... Keep it new. Oh, yeah, there we go. Camera's off. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace.